You don't know how to just untie with grace. You don't know how to leave the bridge intact so that perhaps you can walk back over it one day when all hearts and minds are cleared and when the dust has settled. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you are new here, you need to know that this is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. We truly believe in the original definition, which says that wealth is about the condition of well-being. And so we try to unpack and explore what that means through six pillars. And if you want to hear more about those six pillars, then head over to patricewashington.com and click on start here, because that's where you'll get a free audio training called The Truth About Wealth. And then you can get a little caught up and understand what we're talking about here when we talk about the pillars. And if you're a purpose chaser and an OG listener, you already know that I truly, truly believe that when I have experienced something or when I'm in the midst of something, it is not just a lesson for me. I believe that I am so connected to so many of you because I get your feedback and your DMs and your reviews. I know that when I'm experiencing something, many of you are too. And the truth is, I know that we have tens of thousands of listeners, but I must say that even if one of you receive something from this message today, then this experience would be worth it. And I almost didn't do it. I almost didn't stop and come into this closet in my basement to record this because this is not one of those times when, you know, I'm on the other side and I can look back and have all this wisdom. This is one of those times where I am in it. It is raw. I am maybe five hours into so many different realizations. And it's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm five hours in because for three nights in a row, I have been uh, awoken, awakened, whatever the right word is. <laughs> I'm tired now. Don't judge me. No, like this is this was the third night in a row where I was moved to get up. I could not sleep to save my life, no matter how tired I've been and there's so much going on. I just could not sleep past about 318. It's been between 315, 318, and I think 330 something, three nights in a row. And every night, a new revelation, every night, a new realization. And I won't go into too much detail about who, what, why, how, you know, because I still honestly I'm not even sure that I know. I don't even know when this will come out. So there might be a part two or I might edit in the dun-dun-dun, what happens. (laughs) All I know in this moment is that my greatest realization is that we have got to stop romanticizing relationships. Definitely expired relationships, which you may have heard me say before, because I think I've talked about it at some point in social media or here on the podcast. But in this instance, in the past, I know I've romanticized expired relationships, right? So this is all people pillar. And it's like, 
something will go down in a relationship and you look back and you're like, I thought we were friends. I thought you were my mentor. I thought you were, you know, this awesome person. And you genuinely mean it. Like you genuinely mean it. In your mind, they could have done no wrong. Like it could have really thrown you for a loop. And I have been there and I've had to have these conversations with myself and my therapist and I'm sure my closest friends, like that I was still trying to romanticize expired relationships. What I did not realize is that in this season that is now ending for me, I tried to romanticize a current relationship. (laughs) I tried to, I think, justify accepting behavior that was not in alignment with my core values because I thought that the relationship was just more than it was. And I thought that I could help, right? So that that I want to be a savior syndrome that many of us have in our relationships for whatever reason, you know, um, for loyalty sake, because we're like, well, they've been there or for safety's sake, because, well, this is what I need. So I better not rock the boat, even when things are not in alignment with how I behave, who I am, how I show up. I just accept it and hope for the best, right? And let me tell you from my personal experience in this very moment, that does not serve you. It did not serve me and it does not serve you. And I know that you may be getting up in the middle of the night. You may be battling with yourself. You may be having these internal conflicts. You may have gotten signs, premonitions, people have prophesied, and you are still like, no, it's not that. Or you may be like me. The person who says, well, I know that's how they behave or react with other people, but we're better than that. We're beyond that. We just have a different level of love and respect for one another. So that's just not, that's just not a thing that I'm even threatened by. Let me tell you, Maya Angelou never lied. When she said, when people show you who they are, believe them. I think we take that to mean that when they show you, like show you, right? I think the addendum is when they show you who you are, not based on how they treat you, but even how they treat others and how they respond to other things, then you should know that you are not exempt. You should know that you are not above this behavior because this behavior is who they are. It just is what it is. And like me, I'm sure many of you listening have romanticized a relationship, whether it be personal or professional or just a cordial thing. And you've thought, "Mm, it'll be okay. Like, no, that's not. mm -mm." Now, 
I just want you to know, as I learned this in this very raw moment, you are not above it. You are not the first. You are not the last. You are not alone. These things happen every day. And the truth of the matter is for me, when I talk about creating relationships that matter and that people pillar, which is so very real for me, like I don't say these pillars just to be cute. This is literally how I set my life up. These are literally the things that I aim to live by every single day. And the thing for me with the people pillar is that I've learned over the years that I always want to give people the dignity of their own process. So I'm not really trying to force and manipulate people to be like me or to get in some box that I want them to be in um, or to walk on eggshells to, to participate in my life. Never. I don't even roll like that. What it is, though, is we, we have an expectation, though, that the way we behave will rub off if we're around people enough, right? And so with creating relationships that matter, my thing is, let's say it doesn't rub off. Let's say that there are things that are not in alignment. When it is time to untie the relationship, what I have learned is that even when you've been romanticizing what this is, there is still an opportunity to untie with grace and with dignity and with respect. And what I've experienced in this moment and what I'm sure many of you have experienced or have caused is that you don't know how to just untie with grace. You don't know how to leave the bridge intact so that perhaps you can walk back over it one day when all hearts and minds are cleared and when the dust has settled. What people do and what I've experienced are people will light a match and just burn the whole damn bridge down. Burn it down. And the crazy thing is when they were on your side of the bridge, they seemed like it would be fine. <laughs> And then they walked across the bridge, lit a match, threw it in the middle and just burned it down to the ground. And to each his own, everyone has the right to do that. But when you're looking to build wealth and the people pillar is such a big thing, why would you do that? Like, honestly, why would you self-sabotage? Why would you create a narrative that does not allow you to bounce back from that. I'm not scared of confrontation. I'm not scared of difficult conversations. People will tell you that know me that when things like this come up, I'm very even-tempered and I'm very diplomatic and just kind of like, okay, we're he well, here's what is happening as I see it. And truly, what is the way forward? What is the way forward? I don't believe in burning bridges. I just don't think it's necessary unless someone's been truly toxic or abusive, you know, or something other than that. To me, it's like, eh, okay, we can untie. Maybe not in this season, maybe not in this way, but I see the good. So it's all good. 
I'm learning that everyone doesn't operate like that. And I think the biggest thing for me right now in this thought of like not romanticizing when you're in it is in my MBA course, I've been just learning about being true to your core values. It talks about it from a leadership perspective, but I think it's a life thing. Then when you're true to your core values, you recognize things that are not. And instead of romanticizing it, once it's revealed, deal with it. Once it's revealed, deal with it. Nip it in the bud, attack it head on, address it, and give yourself a time frame for for coaching, you know, someone through a process or whatever. And if it continues to rear its head, not that they're wrong, but because it's not in alignment with your values, it is your duty and your responsibility to handle it. I didn't handle it. I didn't handle it. And because I didn't handle it when it was so obvious in so many different ways because I wanted to play safe and think that it couldn't touch me. I see it touching others, but I don't think it could touch me. I'm now dealing with the consequences, whatever those are, right? And so here are some of the things that I'm considering. I have no idea (laughs) if any of this will resonate with one soul in America, in the universe, whatever. But these are the things that I'm dealing with. These are the things that I'm wrestling with. These are the things that you are welcome, you know, in the Purpose Chaser community or in social media to leave your thoughts, leave your comments. You can tell me I'm wrong. You can tell me whatever. Eh, It is what it is. You right. I, I am growing with you. So I truly do want to hear, right? But if you have similar experiences or if you've gone through certain things, like, yeah, I definitely just want to hear. Because sometimes I think you just need to know that you ain't by yourself, right? And so here's what what I'm learning. In this very moment, I'm learning that when we stay in relationships that we have romanticized beyond the expiration date, these things will probably come up no matter what point you untie the relationship, right? Whether you would have done it when you got that first nudge from the Holy Spirit or you waited several months. And I'm trying to not be in a place of beat up, right? Like, oh, I should have, you know, it is what it is. So what now what? But what I'm learning and what I want you to explore with me is one, it is okay for people to create whatever narrative they need to create to protect their identity. Like it's okay for people to create whatever narrative they they want to create because it's not about you. It's about them. And my good girlfriend Rachel Luna gave me this journaling prompt and she she said, "What does their behavior make you feel that that says about you something like that like what is what are you making their behavior say about you that's what it was what are you making their behavior say about you and i really had to sit in my prayer closet with that i'm like hmm i'm creating a whole story about 
what they could say about me, what they could do, how could they could try to tarnish my reputation. And you, if you know, you've been here a while, you know, I believe in the what if versus what is. And so I had to start journaling. What if that happens? What if they go to that extent? What if they want to plant these seeds about me all over the place, personally and professionally? What if, what if, what if? And I had to, to get to the truth of what is though. What is is, I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know how I show up. I know how I behave, whether people are looking or not looking. I know the call on my life. I know what my purpose is in this season. And again, if I didn't already say it, because I'm going off the cuff here, I know who I am and whose I am. My prayer for you is that you know who you are and whose you are, that you know the call on your life, that you know your reputation, that you know how you show up behind closed doors when no one else can see or hear or spectate, right? And that you allow that to give you peace as I'm praying for my own peace right now. That you allow that to give you peace. Another thing that I'm I'm dealing with is this desire to truly release this experience with compassion. Because if I'm honest, it's a fight right now. Like I have compassion. I know that I do, right? But there's that other side of me that wants to just be like, screw them, (laughs) right? Like that's human nature. You just want to be like, "Uh uh-uh, forget them, right? Because you're caught up in the story of what you romanticized. But the compassion is, if you're honest, you knew what it was all along. And so instead of trying to force it to turn out well to keep yourself safe, you should have just been praying. I believe more for their deliverance and their healing. That's real talk. Because you know it's something else there. And, And for those of you who also feel very spirit led, very intuitive, You may also pride yourself on having a certain level of discernment. You know that that relationship is expired. You know that you should no longer be romanticizing it. And because you know, you have, I think, the greater responsibility of showing compassion because their behavior shows what they don't know. And their behavior shows where there might be some spiritual immaturity. And if that's the case, to whom much is given, much is required. We have to have compassion. It just is what it is. Now, what I'm also dealing with, though, is that in the midst of my compassion, I will finally give myself permission to feel. And on Brandy Harvey's episode at the live event, we talked about women, Black women in particular, being this strong Black woman narrative where we don't allow ourselves the time to grieve and we don't allow ourselves to always feel. And 
since Christine Hassler's episode, I've been, it was, uh, I think, permission to feel. I've really been allowing myself to go there. But if I'm honest, I've used my busyness. I've used a full calendar. I've used a full business in life to only go so deep. And this morning, I wept. I wept. I allowed myself to grieve and I allowed myself to mourn. And I'm not saying that this is going to be the only day. I believe that there are more days to come. The more I process, the more I review, the more I get honest with myself about what I allowed in my space. Because I wanted to believe that I was better. The audacity to think that I am above someone else's learned behavior or you know, the, the whatever behavior they use to protect themselves or whatever. How dare I think I'm above that? And this is, this is why I had to get on this mic and share this lesson because the way that I hurt right now, I may have hurt before, but man, if I could have got the months, the years back, I should have done it when I knew it. And this is not about me beating myself up. But it is bringing awareness because you guys are dealing with people who are in your space right now and you think that you are above the realities of their insecurities. You think that you're above the realities of their behavior. You're not. I'm not. I was not. I will never be. And you, you're not. So what else am I considering? I'm considering just forgiving myself for my part and moving forward with a quiet confidence because I believe that insecurity is so loud. I truly do. And there might be people who say, well, you made a whole podcast episode. I did. Because this mic and my life experience are part of my ministry. And I will not be shamed out of sharing my story, my testimony, especially because I would be almost hiding it to prevent my own embarrassment for not having discernment, for putting people on pedestals they didn't belong on, and for exposing other people to folks that they only came into contact with because they trusted me. And that's dangerous. And I I genuinely feel bad about that. And I genuinely hope that no one ever goes, oh my gosh, why did Patrice (laughs) tell me I should? And if that becomes your experience, I apologize openly and publicly. But the last thing I will say is that for it all, I am a better woman and I will never stop being open, being authentic, being trusting, because the minute I do, I will not be able to have genuine relationships that matter. 
And so if you have been through anything like this, my request of you is that you be aware and you may, yes, have to create some boundaries and some some templates for how you move through dealing with things like this. But don't let it stop you from one, being who you are, but two, building relationships that matter. Because these type of scenarios come to threaten your perception of who and what is safe. It shakes you to your core. It rattles you. And it makes you think, I'll speak for myself. It's made me think and have these moments of, oh my gosh, I should never. That's a lie from the pits of hell. There is no way that you can build the vision that you are building in isolation. And there's no way that you will never need other people. My request of you is that you treat people well, that you operate in integrity, that you preserve your relationships, and that when a season is up, you untie. Burning bridges is beneath you if you are truly focused on building wealth. Physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, people matter. They matter. And the minute you stop acting like they do, and you discard people, make them disposable, create create stories that don't even exist, you threaten your own chance of having the wealth that you desired, right? I don't know if I follow this up with anything else. Maybe if you guys ask me questions, obviously not who and what and all that, but if you ask me questions, I'm going to be working through this with my therapist. I'll be working through this in my prayer closet. I'll be working through this with some of my really good girlfriends um, and just getting honest with myself. Just getting honest. I didn't even know. There was a blank spot on the calendar for several weeks. I record the podcast episodes well in advance. And it just said solo episode. And I kept going, oh. Should I put a rewind? So much going on. I don't have anything right now. I just need to get focused and I need to. But as I speak this, I believe that this is a word that will serve you as you prepare to walk into 2020, which I pray is not just your best year, it's your best decade. And so I just, there it goes. I just made the decision. First, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to release it. It's, it's released because you're listening. <laughs> and I pray that it's a tool that you can use to check yourself, be honest with yourself if you're on either side of anything like this. Stop romanticizing relationships. When people show you who they are and their behavior proves that they are not in alignment with your core values, believe them. And if you don't have core values, get some. And if you do have core values, stick to them and guide, use them to guide you and protect them with everything you have in you. Because every time I have veered off the path 
of my core values, I have suffered. I've learned great lessons, but I've suffered. And I'm not going to stop being me. I just pray that my awareness and my ability to recognize the truth and honor it is swifter next time. I hope that blesses you. If you want to share your thoughts, feel free to come over to the Purpose Chaser community. It's at IamAPurposeChaser.com. Or you can always hit me up in social media. I'm at Seek Wisdom PCW. Seek Wisdom PCW. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on YouTube, feel free to drop something in the comments. Again, I'm open to feedback and things that you're considering, things I should have considered, and how you work through this type of stuff, because I'm in it. And at the time that you hear this episode, I may still be in it. (laughs) So I am open, but uh, excited about next week's episode. I'm going to be doing a recap of 2019. I remember that I shared that I would talk about uh, the recap and all. I didn't know this was going to be in it, but (laughs) all the things that we've created here at Redefining Wealth. So stay tuned for that. It'll give you some tips and tricks and there's no real tricks it'll give you tips and practical steps to make 2020 your best year too and get focused and get some clarity going so god bless you all thank you so much i hope this truly blessed one person until next time uh please i want you to go live your life's purpose find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money talk to you later